chapter 2, I'll start reading in verse 4. And it reads this way in verse 4. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had formed he put the man whom he had formed he put the man whom he had formed father we place we bless you we honor you we thank you for the word of the Lord we thank you for the ability to preach teach and declare truth to your people I thank you for the unique gifting that you have given me. Father, you work through my personality. You work through my heart. You work through my mind. You work through my voice. You work through my entire body in order to demonstrate that which you have placed within me for the people I am assigned to. Father, make me more keen in the area of my assignment. Father, give me precision in every word that I speak that I would not omit anyone that you have given me influence and jurisdiction with. I give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Go ahead and take your seats in the presence of the Lord. I started out, this is part two of Sunday, and I started out with uh, Refresh is a place of identity, purpose, and power. Refresh is a place of identity, purpose, and power. This is part two of that particular message. Anytime I preach out of the first chapters of the book of Genesis, I am preaching with the, with the perspective of the kingdom. Uh, when we start to talk about the beginning, the beginning was God's heart, God's way of doing things. God's heart, God's way of doing things. Well, there was another force in the earth. It was a serpent. His name was Lucifer, Satan who came and manipulated Adam and Eve in the earth. So in order to get to God's original plan for man, then you got to read before they're overthrown by the serpent. So for many of us, which we don't understand that we're working back into the kingdom, they were dispatched from the kingdom, from the garden. We're working back towards it. So when we receive Jesus Christ, we're now on a journey back to the place that God originally planned for us. We're part of what is considered a fallen nature, a fallen mentality, a fallen appetite. Everything about us is of the fallen nature. So once we get born again, we have to get our memory back. You have to get your memory back. Everything about you, everything about being born again, that's why you need constant word, constant worship, constant prayer, constant church attendance. You need that because you're trying to get your memory back. 
people challenge the changes that have taken place in my life. The changes that have taken place in my life is that I'm giving my memory back. It's not that I'm changing into something else. I'm getting my original memory back of what God originally intended for my life. So my strength comes, my clarity comes, wisdom comes because I'm getting my memory back. Most people who are living less than what God has for them is because of memory loss. Memory could be lost for generation and have been lost for generation. But the Holy Spirit comes to help to remind us of what God originally planned for our lives. God didn't originally plan for me to be born in a single parent household. God's original plan was not for me to be de deprived of resources when I was growing up. That was not God's original plan. Once I realized that that was God, not God's original plan, I told poverty no more. I told left low self-esteem, no more. I told lack, no more. I will not be dominated what, by what I'm supposed to dominate. That's my mentality. So if my boldness makes you nervous, it is my original state. When you come back to your original state, you'll be bold concerning what God has given you as well. So. When you, when you come into refresh, you come into identity. I'm not having an identity crisis. I know what belongs to me. I know where I have jurisdiction and authority. I would never come to your house and try to tell you what to do. Never, because that's not my jurisdiction. I will never go to the city hall and try to tell the mayor what to do. That's not my jurisdiction. Unless he asks for my counsel, I will not give my counsel. Okay? That's not my jurisdiction. I am not the governor. I am not the president. Those are not my jurisdiction. I am the senior pastor and president of Refresh Family Church. That's my jurisdiction. Okay, I stay in my lane because in my lane I'm always safe. So I want to walk you through some things here. Because this is very important and people are struggling with certain things and they want to be very productive without being planted. You can't be very productive if you're not planted. You have to be planted in the place that God has assigned you to. You notice that God did not put the man in the sea. He did not put the man in the air. After he had prepared a place that was conducive to the man, he placed the man there because he wanted high levels of productivity out of the man. God will never put you in a place, place you, and expect little from you. When God places you, if he places you, he expects high levels of productivity from you because God's not wasteful. So if he places you, he'll give you five talents. When he comes back, he wants five more. If he places you, he'll give you two talents. When he comes back, he wants two more. God always wants multiplication from wherever he's placed you. Okay? I'm going to tell you how God thinks. God doesn't want what he gave. God, is, God thinks like an investor. You never invest in something that there's no return in. God never would have invested in man if he wasn't expecting a return. God never would have uh, created an established refresh if he wasn't expecting a return. If after, 20, after 26 years, I brought 23 people, the original 23 people, back to God. God would be looking at me like, boy.
So we notice in the scripture, God creates the heavens and the earth. After he's done with the heavens and the earth, what he does, he creates man. He, what he, he takes the dust of the ground and creates a suit for the man to wear because he's not legal. He's in the spirit now. He and the woman, he's not legal until he gets an earth suit. So God reaches in the dirt and creates an earth suit for the man. So once he creates the earth suit, he blows into the man and man becomes a living being. Now man is legal in the earth. Whenever your spirit leaves, we go bury your body. Because it's no longer legal in the earth. If your body keeps walking when your spirit is gone, then something's going on. It's not legal. It's not legal for people over at Zion Memorial to be walking around in church. That's illegal. So you have to have a functioning earth suit so that sounds and communication comes out of you. Now, your earth suit shouldn't guide you. Your earth suit just makes you legal here. The tendency is you let the appetite of the earth suit overwhelm you. This is just what I wear. This is not who I am. This is what I wear. Now, it could be larger in size, taller, shorter, but it's what I wear. But this is not who I am. So if you think you know who I am, by looking at my earth suit, you've missed it altogether. God has to give you a revelation of who it is that you can't see. God, God places us. I know you got a place where you want to be and there's a place they want you to be, but there's a good place that God places you. Okay? So when God places you somewhere, it's going to be attacks. It's going to be things that want to derail you. But God has to place you. What my deal was years ago, pastors, years ago, apostle, years ago, bishop back there, years ago, I said, God, I don't want to be anywhere that you don't place me. I started out in Pinson, Alabama. I remember praying one day, and while I was praying, and every day started out with prayer. I didn't have a staff, so I couldn't tell anybody what to do, so I spent most of the day praying. So, so I was praying, and the Lord showed me where I was supposed to leave Pinson and move into Centerpoint. He told me this. He said, I don't want you moving below this, this perimeter line. So I was offered a building when the church was growing, I was offered a building that was larger, but not as large as this church. But the Holy Spirit said, no, I told you, you can't go beyond these perimeters because I'm placing you. So it was a great deal. It was a great deal. I'm like, Lord, it was a great deal, but it was not my place. It was not my place. No, my, see, some of y'all go after great deal, but it's at your place. this is my place I'm not going to lose in my place unless I start listening to the devil okay alright alright okay. All right. stay with me the identity of the man requires him to be placed the identity 
of the man required him to be placed. The way God created him required God to place him. Now let me give you another scripture. They don't have this, but they can find it real quickly. Psalms 92 verse 13. Because God is expecting something from his creation. God is expecting something from his creation. Put your hand on your chest right real quickly and say this with me. God expects a lot from me. So listen to this out of uh, Psalms 92 and verse 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So you see the planning is of the Lord. So if I want to get the best out of you, I have to plant you somewhere that has soil. I have to put you in a place because anytime God starts telling you about great dreams, he's going to have to put you in great soil. See, my job has always been this because I understood that I was planting. And when I started seeing results, I knew that now I'm responsible as an Adam to till the ground. So people thought because I had a till that I was mean. But I had to have a till so that I can make sure those who are placed in this house, that when they are sowing into this house, when they are planted in this house, then they get productivity in this house. That is my job. That is my responsibility. God, the Bible said he had no man to till the ground. So he created man with a purpose in mind. You keep this soil that when right-hearted people, good-hearted people come and settle in this place, they will begin to progress forward. They will begin to produce things that they could not produce out of soil. You can be a plant, you can be at the, at the pottering store, but until you get in the right soil, you will never produce fruit. My, my wife went out and uh, she, she bought some flowers and she decorates the flowers out, out back every single year. Now, when she got the flowers, and I'm looking at the flowers, and they don't look like they have a whole lot of potential. But if you look at the flowers after all this rain and the soil that they were placed in, the flowers look beautiful. They look beautiful. But the potential came out of them when they were planted in the right soil. That's when the potential came out of them. You, you, no disrespect, but you can't church hop and bloom. That, that's not that's not possible that's it's, it's not possible so let's go on let's 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 deal with this identity the the identity of the man requires him to be planted there's too much potential in me for me to not have soul for me to not have a place that my roots call home you may travel all around the world, but where is home? There's nothing wrong with traveling. There's nothing wrong with having a, a, a engagements. But where's your soil at? Because when you're productive out there, it, you, the more you stretch this way, the more you have to stretch this way. 
roots go down, fruit go out. <laughs> you understand? The plants that if you want to remove them and they've been there for a while, it takes more effort to remove them because their roots were going deeper as their limbs were getting broader. You understand? So it's not easy to uproot something that roots have been going down. It's going in both ways. If you're highly producing, your roots are deeply going down. So the winds and all the and the waves that come by can't easily and all the foolishness that people come up with can't easily uproot you and move you because see your roots have been drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing and it's got accustomed to a certain soil i've gotten a, i've gotten accustomed to a certain level of productivity you're not about to move my tree you understand what i'm saying you know you can say what you want to but i know how productive where I pl I'm planted has caused me to be and I don't need no counsel from anybody I know for myself listen so the man is placed because God wants him to be productive he placed him so he would be productive let me tell you say, say this with me God brought me here because he wants productivity out of me he didn't bring you here to criticize anything I never seen a plant criticize the soil because nourishments come from the soil my job is to make sure that the soil is fertile when you plant that's my job and any weeds I have to pluck up is because weeds try to take the nourishment from your soil see I'm planted here for that So if you have great identity, there's a place. If you have great potential, there's a place. If you have extraordinary gifting, there's a place. If you feel like you have powerful dreams, there's a place. When identity is compromised, the place can assist in the recovery of the identity. See, you got to know a place that can help you to recover when your identity is compromised, even by you. Let me help you with something. There's some people out there. They want to see you fail. Because they don't have anything invested. But when you're in the right place and you make decisions that compromise your identity, what you do is you come back to the soil and say, will you give me another season? <laughs> See, maybe, maybe that's the problem that you don't know what being a son or a daughter is. You can make a mess in the streets and you can still come back to mom and dad and say, can I come back home? Will you plant me in a pot again? Will you put me in a place again? Will you nurture me again? Will you water me again? Will you fertilize me again? Will you give me some time again? See, the son, he, 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 what, he compromised the son that, that went away. He compromised his identity. 
He said, Father, give me that belongs to me so I can go out. And he went out and wasted. He compromised his identity. But when he was about to eat with the pigs, he realized, hey, even the servants in my daddy's house are doing better than this. So he starts to come back to himself. He said, I've uprooted myself. But now I'm coming to myself. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my little old raggedy self back to my father's house. And I don't have to have that upper chamber. Just I want to serve in my daddy's house. But daddy understands that you are productive. Even when you are in an identity crisis, you are productive enough to plant you again and let the season roll around. Because if you produce one time, you'll produce again. See, that's what they don't understand. If you have become a productive person at one time, you have not forgotten how to produce. You just need to get back in the right soil. You know, I get a, I get a lot of flack. People are scared to say anything to me, but I get a lot of flack. But I'm like, I can do this again. I, this right here, I can do this again. You want to know why? Because I've done it before. And it won't take half the time because I won't make half the bad choices in individuals. I didn't make bad choices about where I was going. I made some bad choices about individuals. So I won't put weed next to plants. When your identity is compromised, the place can assist in the recovery of identity. So I get back, he got back to the house his dad brings a ring, brings some sandals, put a robe on him, puts him back in the soil. Now, this is the problem. When the father puts you back in the soil, the other people who are in the soil that already got something going on with them anyway are going to get mad that you get in the soil again. They don't understand it wasn't their soul in the first place. I know the daddy didn't say it in scripture, but I'm like, listen here, boy, you don't run this house. <laughs> well, shouldn't we have voted about that? Absolutely not. So this is, this is called restoration. Because at some point, many people will be compromised in their identity. Because they're moving so far away. Now, those of you who never move away, you never venture out to do anything. You don't know what I'm talking about. But those of us who venture out, I'm so far away from where I started. I am so far away. My, I, my thinking is so far away from where I started. But I have soul. And now I'm mature enough to not compromise my identity. Because I remember what soil that I was planted in. We have been placed where we can thrive. We have been placed where we can thrive. Man was placed where he could thrive. God never brought you here if he didn't have thriving in mind. 
why would he bring you around someone with the revelation of the kingdom and revelation of how to apply the word, not just quote the word, if he didn't want something out of you that's considered thriving? Some people attack my doctrine, but they don't know my personality. My doctrine is to help people to thrive in life so they'll believe in the God that we pray to, that we preach about, that we worship. Because this is the thing, if you do not get any results, you will not believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he brings you around people like myself because I had the same experience. I didn't think I, was, I could thrive until I got around somebody that was saying something that I didn't traditionally hear. The traditions of men make the word of God of none effect. What it does, it makes the soil non-productive. So I had to get in soil that wasn't traditional in order to be productive in what I was doing. We have been placed where we can thrive. You put me in the right place, it's going to bring the art out in my life. It's going to bring characteristics out of me that mama didn't even see in me. It's going to cause me to do things that no one in the neighborhood I was raised in thought I would ever be able to do. Because I'm, I'm now in the place. God put the man in the place. When God puts you in a place, you better dream and you better dream big. When God, when God brought you in here, he didn't bring you in here to, to continue in a nightmare. If you're in a nightmare, it's by choice. I said, if you're in a nightmare, it's by choice. Even in the worst moments, I have a dream to encourage me. Hey, you won't let me do this. We have to prune you. And you only prune something that you're expecting more growth out of. where we can thrive we have been placed where we can thrive we have been placed where we can thrive so so god in his all-knowing all-seeing all omnipotency all that he is said okay i'm gonna place you i'm gonna place you because i have something i want to invest in you grown soil will kill a dream you wonder why they place you because where you were couldn't handle you I was wondering why God moved me from soil that I enjoyed because after a while the soil wouldn't be able to handle me and if my leader don't keep tilling the, the ground that I'm under I won't be able to spread my, my root system to where I need to go. You got to, you got to get with somebody, not that compromises the ground. You have to be with someone that's willing to go till the ground so that you can expand and fulfill your purpose while you're in the earth. If where we're placed isn't a paradise, it has the potential to become one. 
if you if I'm the one that you're placing, you're placing me to make it better. Now, y'all can say what you wanted to say, but when I was in Atlanta, I saw things increase in a major way. In a major way. They don't want to acknowledge it, but I'll acknowledge it. I have all the records in my office. I have all the records in my office. But I can show them when I, when I arrived, it was this place. When I got in and started moving, it started expanding and kept expanding. And the only reason, I'll say it for record, the only reason it exists because I showed up in the soil. When you're placed by God, you can turn a mess into a miracle. I don't look for a good situation. Give me your business and I'll turn it around for you. I promise you, I'll go through there. Let me let me interview your employees. I'll tell you who your Judas is. Let me look at your books and I'll tell you where you need to put your money at. Let me look through all your, your business plan and I'll show you where you're planning against yourself. from a rough place because it made you think if I was born rich I wouldn't know how to work myself out of poverty that's why the Bible said despise not the days of small beginnings I'm, I'm glad I had a little church so I don't get scared when a pandemic comes because I've been there I didn't have people before so I can still preach like a wild man See, you learn how to be faithful with the small things. You don't learn how to be faithful. That's why you don't tithe when you start making all that money. Because you didn't learn how to tithe when you were making little money. When you had to make the decision, am I going to tithe or am I going to eat? I'm going to tithe. <laughs> I'm going to tithe and then Raven's going to feed me. Even if they're my next door neighbor. Even if they've had my family members that sitting over there talking about me and just brought me $300 worth of groceries to my house. Can you imagine that? They talking about you and then bringing $300 worth of groceries to your house. See, I, I'm not, I haven't had the luxury of having a good situation. That's why they don't understand me. They think that this was a good situation. Nothing that I had was a good situation. Not one thing. No one had a, a bank account waiting on me to do what I do. There wasn't no such thing as a bank account. I had to build everything I've been in. But once I got there, because I knew I was placed there, I wasn't afraid of a negative, 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 because I knew I was a positive, positive, positive. So if a positive, positive poverty gets in the negative, 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 the negative is about to change. Positive will attract resources. So you, you, you give me a desert. When you come back, it'll be paradise. Anything, anything you give me, it doesn't matter how bad off it is. Anything you give me when you return, if you give me full authority over it, I promise you, when I start exercising my authority, things that were dead will start coming alive again. 
That's what I do. I've been placed. I didn't just go. I was placed. And when you're placed by God, you bring life to things that were dead. And you enjoy things that were alive and take it to the next dimension. They would have gave me a healthy bank account. They might as well get ready. They'd be voting for me instead of trying to still vote for I better not say no name. <laughs> you let them have given me a good hand, given me a father in my household, given me a mother that could afford anything that I needed. If they had given me that kind of situation, I'd be a bad somebody walking around here, but I'd be feeding the poor because that's my heart. I'd be helping every person that was willing to receive my help because that's my heart. Let me get off of that. See, so you're waiting on a good situation. Become planted and you become what they need. For those of you who say, God, will you please come? You know who he's going to send? He's going to place somebody in your life. All of y'all who cried, God, send me a miracle. He's going to place somebody in your life. And if you don't understand scripture, you're going to miss who he placed. That's going to take you to the next place. <sighs> I'm almost done. There's this term that they, they started using about me. He's so un. Uh, what did they? I'm trying to remember exactly how they said because when they said it, it caught me. Uh, it's unassuming. He's so, he's so unassuming. So I walk up in there. I'm polite. I'm nice to everybody. I follow the orders, but they don't know I'm a beast. So you, you, you come in there because you're not planning and you'll show off. Now I come in there. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. How would you like this? I'm here to serve you. What can I do for you? You come in and no, 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 no. He who waits on the Lord. I come in as a waiter, put a microphone in my hand and see what happens. Give me an opportunity to work what God placed in me and you'll see the shifts and the changes. But as for right now, I'm just waiting on the tables. So that's why I'm so unassuming. I'm, I'm so unassuming. Nobody has any idea what I have or what I can do unless they stream in. So you think when I get up here, I'm showing off. No, I'm waiting tables on a higher level. Because if, if I don't serve these tables well, you don't eat. And that's the problem with the body of Christ. They haven't had a good meal in a very long time. Everything we need is in the place if we know how to work it. 
Everything that we need is in the place if we know how to work it. Everything we need is in the place. Everything Adam needed was in Eden. He was supposed to till the ground. You would think, you would think, God had no man to till the ground. Well, tilling seems like work. Not when you're in your place. Whenever a good place seems like work, it's probably not your place. It should not feel like labor. Labor happened after the fall. This is, this is before the fall. So I believe Adam and Eve were enjoying what they were doing. And it was not work. They did not regret being in the place. So everything that I need within is in reach. But I got to know how to work it. I got to know how to work it. How, how do you? I may need to get with some people who have worked it so I can learn how to work it. I may need to get with some friends that are knowledgeable instead of those who are drawing all the energy out of me. Because if everything I need is within the place, within reach, and I know how to work it, I know how to get the best. See, I had several buildings. I worked every one of them. I worked every one of them. I worked at warehouse. They they walked into warehouse. It was so excellent in the warehouse. They said, "How in the world did you do this in a warehouse?" We were having multiple services. People were packing in a warehouse twice on Sunday morning with a U-Haul company right next door. You think you got to have a steeple to be do successful ministry. You think you got to have a building to be successful. If you learn how to use your house, have an interest way for your family and then have an interest way for your clients. <laughs> your family and your clients don't need to come through the same door. Work that house, work that house, work that house, work that house. You say you don't have enough money. I want to ask you how much money are you wasting? See, you got to know how to work what you have. What the little bit that I was given, I worked it. I worked what, and I didn't complain to God. I want to see the potential. If you had potential in me, you got potential in this dollar you gave me. Now, how do I get the best out of this dollar? I'm going to take a dime out of it so the potential comes in the nine cents. That's how you get the potential out of a dollar. You want to get the potential out of a hundred dollars? Take ten dollars out of it. Place it there. And then the potential in the hundred dollars, which is now ninety dollars, it starts to come out. So what I said, God, I noticed that everything that's planted, the potential comes out of it. So I'm going to settle myself. I'm not calling everybody daddy. I'm not calling everybody my pastor. I'm not calling every church my church. I'm not listening to everybody's doctrine. I am going to settle myself because God has something in me that I am not about to let anybody interrupt. I'm 56 years old now. No one is going to interrupt what God has placed in me. You 
got to realize that you're treasure in earthen vessels and stop letting them false prophets freak over you trying to get something out of you that you hadn't been it hadn't been revealed that you even have yet incident that you're here tonight you're here tonight because you needed this word yes and everything that you need is within reach everything that you need you just need to contact the right people my pastor told me told us this earlier when the pandemic started he said I have a contact for anything you will need in life I said, well, I have the right contact with you. He said, I have a contact, whether it be medical, whether it be anything with the government, whether it be anything legally. He said, I have a contact. I can pick up the phone and I can connect you with anybody for any problem that you may have in life. See, those of you who have relationships with people who don't have a healthy contact, you will starve for information because all of your relationships are with people that got connections that are fools. And who you gonna call? We're not calling Ghostbusters. <laughs> See, if you're going somewhere, you got to make sure you're in the right soil. I can always tell whether you know you have been placed by what you surround yourself with. I'm like, they have been going nowhere for 15 years. Here you are in six months. You don't place yourself around a, crap, a, a, a crop killer. y'all to say this with me I'm going somewhere and it's big see when you're going somewhere and you know it's big you know it's really big I want you to do it with me I know I know PMJ said it's big it's really really big I don't think y'all know how big it is you're here at refresh and it's big and if you're planted at refresh it's really really big no matter what campus you go to it's the praying and it's really really big and if you plant yourself it's bigger than what you've been planning I want you to enlarge your dreams just for a minute I want you to get outside the perimeters of your own limitations because it's big slap out three people high five tell them it's big it's big from the Lord. The Lord said one thing shut down because it was too small for your root system. <laughs> See, when you got, when you're growing, you have to change parts. If you don't change parts, you cannot continue in growth. God said I supernaturally came in, shifted you to the right part. If you know that you're in the right soul, I want you to lift up your voice like a trumpet. 
I want you to sound the alarm. I was going to let Shannon speak out here, but but I, I knew I needed to speak out here, but I knew he needed to speak to the youth. So I shifted him so that I could speak out here because this is very important for this month. I want to tell you, I don't know. I don't know what all God is doing, but I do know this is a moment that you don't want to miss. I looked at my numbers that would reach a thousand at about five to seven o'clock on Tuesday evening. At 10 or 11 o'clock, I'm at a thousand views on Tuesday. So the numbers by the end of the day, I'm like at 14, 1500 views. So those things have almost double in a day. That's just on Tuesdays. When things like that start lining up with the moment, you can't say that's the moment and things don't start increasing. You got to plant yourself because God, if he's doing it for me, he's going to do it for you. I ain't going to even talk about money. You always running around saying, what be on uh, my apostle, be on me. You need it to be on you right now. I said, you really needed to be on you right now. You need to line yourself up with it. It's not just for this church. It's for your business. God is calling your business to the next dimension, not the next level. Open the lid of that business. only thing God said I got to go he said there's one tree out here and I want you to touch there's one tree God gives us everything he tells us this one thing and I want you to touch Satan always moves us to the one thing that God told us to leave alone everything else is yours just this tree Anytime the devil tries to direct you to something that God told you wasn't yours leave it alone get away from it all Jericho all the battles Joshua I'm gonna give you all these victories he said but Jericho is mine Jericho is mine do not take Jericho as your own well somebody in the leadership decided that they were gonna take Jericho and you got to be careful in your businesses and in your ministries because there are some Achans running around. So when you said, God, I'm going to obey you, they said, we're going to do it our own way. So you got to be careful about what you and who you put in authority around you because there are some people who love to indulge on things that it's not time to indulge in. They have to clean up the mess with Achan at Jericho. 
you're going to have to clean up that mess in your organization. Whoever done something that said that God told you not to do, now you got to clean that up. But when you clean it up, when you go into this next round, you better get ready. This next round is so plentiful and everything thereafter. I don't think y'all heard me. Everything thereafter, I came to announce to refresh tonight. Everything thereafter, there's such an increase. There's such an overflow. There's such an abundance that's about to hit refresh that this entire city is going to come to its knees. Why? Because look what the Lord has. for trying to steal the copper out of my units in the back. Thank you, devil, for trying to stop up my toilets with the root system. Thank you for all that you've done. Show me that it's not easy to distract me even when a problem shows up. With all that going on, I'm still laser focused, baby. I'm still right on point. This is still my month that turns into my year, that turns into my decade. That... Somebody say no distractions, no, no distractions, no, no distractions, no, no distractions. I gotta go, y'all. Anybody else want to be baptized tonight? <laughs> Lorinda, girl, you might as well get ready. All your haters, they about to fall through the floor. They about to bow. They about to bow. They about to bow. They about to bow. And God sent you here tonight, not through streaming, so that you could hear the announcement your haters are about to bow. All the people getting baptized, just move, move through here. The, I know we had some. If there are any more, I want you to go ahead and move. Young lady, are you coming to be baptized? See you in the middle section. Come on, come on. Take, take them through here. Brother Dan, right here on the stage. Somebody, you better get ready. You don't need to be on pause. You don't need to be postponed. This is the Kairos moment. This is a time that God is doing something amazing. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I believe that it's your time. You may see problems, but the problems are, are opening up like the Red Sea. It's opening up like the Jordan. Everything that was a hindrance and blockage is moving out of the way. I'm about to give up this mic. This is key.
everything that's been happening to you and around you wanted to grab your focus so you could not see what's what's next it was competing for your focus to keep you from believing in what the promise was you gotta remember the promise when you're in the storm I said you got to remember the promise while you're in the storm I never forget the promise storms don't last always I don't know one storm that came through that stayed if you know that every storm that you've been through in the past it passed over what do you go what do you think gonna happen with this storm let me make an announcement to you it's 8 40 p.m central time the storm is over hey if you're ever in the birmingham area we'd love to see you stop by because everyone is welcome at refresh family church it's full of friendly people a warm atmosphere and a powerful word our service times are sundays at 9 a.m or our empowerment service on wednesdays at 7 p.m we're located at 117 12th court northwest in birmingham alabama we'll see you soon at refresh Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.